So have you ever seen something that amazed you? I mean, just one of those things where you, you stopped, you got wide-eyed, your mouth dropped, you were just stunned. Maybe, maybe it was a great Christmas present. Maybe you got this amazing Christmas present this year. Or maybe you saw a gigantic Christmas tree somewhere and it just, it just amazed you. Or maybe you just saw a plate of bacon somewhere. And boy, that, that plate of bacon, it just it stirred you with joy, joy, joy. You know, maybe, maybe that's what happened with you this week. There's a song that we sing this time of year, and it has the following line. It says, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Now, we all know that we are living in a, in a weary world, right? It's a weary world. All of us, in some way, shape, or form, are feeling a bit weary. What are you weary from? Are you weary from shopping? You know, are, are you weary from eating too much the last few days? Uh, maybe you're just weary from the schedule of life, just all the things you've had to do this week. Or maybe you're weary today because there's real pain in your life. There's real hurt. There's real fear. There's real worry. There's anxiety and, and stress, confusion. Maybe today you're, you're weary because in some ways you feel like things in your life are just kind of falling apart or at the very least you feel very pressed very stressed well I want you to know that today there is a thrill of hope just for you a, a thrill of hope for, for whatever it is that makes you weary what kind of thrill well here's the thing it is the greatest thrill in the universe kind of a big sell the day after Christmas, right? But it is. The thrill we're talking about is the greatest thrill in the universe. It is better than the greatest Christmas present. It's, it's better than the most gigantic Christmas tree. It's better than a fantastic ride at an amusement park. It's, it's better than a bowl game. It's better than a plate of bacon. This thrill that we have is better than anything we can possibly imagine because this particular thrill of hope, it works no matter how worn out, no matter how weary, no matter how angry or afraid or anything else that you are, this thrill of hope always works. So what is it? What, what is this thrill? Well, let's find out. John chapter 1, beginning with verse 14. It says this, and we saw his glory, glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. What is the thrill that can bring hope to your soul, no matter how worn out or weary or angry or frustrated or afraid or anything else that you are? The thrill of hope, the thrill of all thrills, the greatest thrill in the universe is knowing Jesus. That's the thrill of all thrills, the hope of knowing Jesus. Now, this is not a hope as if you say, hey, I'm, I'm hoping something is going to happen. It's, it's not that kind of hope. It's hope in something that has already happened. Imagine that I wanted a particular toy for Christmas, right? There was this, this one toy that I wanted. And imagine that I was just hoping. God, I was just just wishing, just wishing upon a star that I'm going to get this one toy. And then I get the toy. 
everything in the math is going to change, right? I'm going to go from hoping to enjoying. I'm not just going to hope that maybe I'm going to get this toy. I'm going to get this toy. I get it. I'm going to enjoy it. Now imagine what you hope for is not a toy. Imagine that what you're hoping for is that you will be able to have a gift that will help you overcome sin and evil and death and dying forever. Something that would help you overcome the the greatest turmoil and terrors and horrors and fears of the heart and soul and mind. And then imagine that you get that gift. That you get the gift that actually will help your soul overcome sin and evil and death. You won't be hoping for that gift anymore. You will be enjoying that gift. Friend, Jesus Christ is that gift. To worship and focus our attention on Jesus is to connect ourselves not with the thrill of something that we hope will happen, but to connect ourselves with the thrill of the hope of something that has already happened. When we say that Jesus has come to the world, when we say that Jesus has been brought here to bring us salvation, to believe in that, to rely on that, to trust in that, to cling to Jesus as our first and only hope of salvation means that right now, if you're a Christian, you are overcoming and have overcome sin and evil and death and death forever. You're not hoping for the gift. You've received the gift, and now you are enjoying the gift, and you will enjoy it forever and ever and ever. That is yours now. That's what it means to be in Christ. It doesn't just mean that you're a member of a church. It it doesn't just mean that a couple of times a year you can talk about how you believe in God. To be in Christ means that you have overcome sin and evil and death once and for all. And one day, you will overcome it forever and ever and ever. Your heart, your mind... Your soul, it desires that hope. It desires the thrill of the hope that comes in Jesus. But you don't just desire hope, you also desire grace. You desire grace. Your heart and mind and soul, they desire grace. In other words, you desire grace because you don't want to always get in trouble for every mistake you make. You don't want to always get in trouble for every time that you mess up, every time that you do something wrong. So you want grace because you don't want to have to live with guilt and shame and stress and worry and anxiety over and over and over again. You want grace, not guilt. Every single one of us are like this. We desire and long for grace. And not just grace, but we long for truth. We don't want to be lied to. We don't want to, to live a life where we feel like we can't trust anyone. We don't want to live a life where we feel like we are constantly disappointed by everyone in our life, constantly let down because we can't trust them, we can't rely on them, we can't depend on them. So your heart, your soul, your mind, it longs for hope, it longs for grace, it longs for truth. And not just grace and truth, that lasts for a Sunday morning 
or for a holiday. No, you long for grace and truth that'll be there tonight. It'll be there tomorrow afternoon. It'll be there Wednesday morning. It'll be there Thursday night. It'll be there forever and ever and ever. Your heart, your mind, your soul, it desires grace and truth. And here's the thing, that type of grace and truth, you can't get on Christmas day. That type of grace and truth, you can't get from your parents or your grandparents or your uncle or your aunt or your pastor or your best friend or anyone else. That kind of grace and truth only comes from Jesus. Why? Well, Jesus was born in Bethlehem and he was placed in a manger. His mother was a a very young, probably teenage girl named Mary. His earthly father was a man named Joseph, a carpenter. When Jesus was 30 years old, he began to preach and teach, began to talk about the kingdom of God everywhere he went. When he was 33 years old, he gave up his life. But before he gave up his life, Jesus, when he was preaching and teaching, he was also healing. He he was performing miracles. The blind, they were able to see because of Jesus. The lame, they were able to walk because of Jesus. The deaf were able to hear because of Jesus. Jesus was preaching, he was teaching, he was healing. And then at 33, he gave up his life so that there would be one way, the only way for men and women and boys and girls to be right with God. On the third day after Jesus gave his life up, he came back from the dead. He rose from the dead and he has never died again. Why? Why did Jesus do that? So that every single promise of God would be completely guaranteed. That you would know beyond any shadow of a doubt that whatever God has promised, if he raised his son from the dead, that would be his stamp of guarantee. All of his promises are true. And all of these things that I just described were seen by thousands of people. In other words, what we're doing today is what we do every Sunday, and we're proclaiming that the Christmas story is not a holiday fairy tale. The truth about Jesus is truth. It's full of history, it's full of fact, it's full of eyewitnesses, and it's full of grace and truth because it's about Jesus, and Jesus is full of perfect grace, perfect truth the grace and truth that you want the most. That's why we say that Jesus is the thrill of hope because he is perfect grace and truth. Why? The scripture says this, he was the only begotten from the Father. What does that mean? Well, it means that Jesus is not a junior God. He's not a a half a God. He's not just a really good teacher. He's not even just a great prophet. Jesus is God. One of the words that we use for Jesus that we find in Scripture is, is Emmanuel. It means God with us. Jesus came from heaven to earth to save you. 
Jesus came from heaven to earth to give you full and final and ultimate and satisfying hope. He is the thrill of hope. There's a song that says that Jesus came to earth to do a handful of things. Listen to these. He came to break through the darkness. He came to conquer loneliness. He came to fill emptiness. He came to make sure that we will never face life or death alone. And he came to be with us to the end and through the end. Any of those things in your life? Loneliness, emptiness, fear of life, fear of death, fear of being alone. Jesus came from heaven to earth, Emmanuel, God with us, to be near us, to be with us, to the end and through the end. That's why we say he's the thrill of hope. He was and is God. There is no one like him. He is the ultimate grace. He is the ultimate truth. He is the ultimate hope that you are longing for the most. There is no other hope and grace and truth you will ever find. And this hope that we have in Jesus, it is not just for the holidays. It doesn't last from Thanksgiving till December 25th. No, the hope that we have in Jesus, the Bible describes throughout as permanent hope. It's like Christmas with Jesus never ends. You you may be able to take the tree down and put the ornaments away. You cannot take Jesus down and put him away. He's too great. He's too grand. He's too glorious. He's too full of power and love and care. He is the thrill of hope. He's the ultimate grace. He's the ultimate truth. He is the ultimate satisfaction for your weary soul this is who he is and this has always been the message it's not just a Christmas message this will be the same message in February and April and June it was the same message 500 years ago it'll be the same message 500 years from now that's why we hear this message over and over again in the Bible listen to verse 15 John testified about him and cried out, saying, this was he of whom I said. So John the Baptist, or some call him John the Baptizer, he was the cousin of Jesus, and he testified about Jesus. He didn't just write a Christmas card about Jesus. No, everywhere he went, it was part of who he was to make a big deal out of Jesus, to make Jesus famous he testified and cried out everywhere he went that Jesus was the hope for your soul that Jesus was the thrill of hope that Jesus was the only gift that will help you overcome sin and evil and death he's it but John cried out something else listen to verse 15 he who comes after me has a higher rank than I for he existed before me my legal name is Josie Dow Welsh Jr. My dad's name is Josie Dow Welsh Sr. Now imagine 
If I came to you one day and said, you know what? Even though I was born 37 years after my dad, I actually exist before him and have a higher rank than him. I mean, that, that sounds crazy, right? In the words of the movie Aladdin, Jeannie told you far, I think you've had one too many hits with the snake. You're just not thinking right. You know, you're, you're not in the right place. You're not in the right world. John was born before Jesus, but here he said that Jesus existed before him. What in the world does that mean? Here's what it means. It means Jesus isn't a junior God. It means Jesus isn't a, a half a God. It means Jesus is not just a good teacher. And it means that Jesus is not just a great prophet. It means that Jesus was and is God. This is who he is. This is his character. He is the ultimate grace. He is the ultimate truth. He is the ultimate hope. He is the thrill of all hopes because he is Emmanuel, God with us. It's not a holiday fairy tale. It is the thrill of hope for your soul. Listen to verse 16. For of his fullness we have all received and grace upon grace. Imagine it's Christmas morning and you go into a room and that room has a gigantic Christmas tree and that gigantic Christmas tree is just piled up with presents and every single present has your name on it and you open up all of those presents and they're fantastic I mean they're great great presents and then you go into another room at the house and there's another huge Christmas tree and there's another gigantic pile of presents and all the presents under that tree have your name on it and you open up all of those presents and they are fantastic and then you go into another room of the house and there's another huge Christmas tree and there's another pile of presents and all of those presents have your name on it and you open up all of those presents and they are all fantastic now imagine you live in a house with endless rooms of endless Christmas trees and endless presents with your name on it that doesn't even remotely touch the value of the grace that Christians have in their salvation with Jesus. Can't even touch it. Grace upon grace, piles and piles and piles of grace, piles and piles and piles of truth, piles and piles and piles of hope. What's your garage look like? What's your junk drawer look like? What's your shed out back look like? What does the trunk of your car look like? What does the stress of your mind look like? How, how many piles of things do you have in your life that you wish you could get rid of? How many piles of bad news come our way? It, it seems like so much in my life. Just so much bad, hard, painful news. It's just constant. And yet, in the middle of all the bad piles of life, a believer never has a millisecond of their life where there's not a tree full of the gifts of grace and truth and hope in Jesus. It never changes. 
grace upon grace upon grace, as Buzz would say, to infinity and beyond. There's just so much. You, you can't get rid of it. This is what it means to be a Christian. This is what it means to be saved. This is what it means to, to know and follow Jesus. Grace upon grace upon grace. No matter how bad or stressful or anxious or angry or whatever else we may be feeling in life, to be in Christ means it's grace upon grace upon grace. Doesn't mean everything's gonna be peachy and fluffy. Doesn't mean that we won't have trouble. It just means that the hope and the grace and the truth that you want the most is all found in Jesus. That if you have Jesus, you have everything you need. Now, that statement, to many, sounds like religious queso, right? Super cheesy and only good if it's warm, right? I mean, it's just like, eh, I got everything I need if I got Jesus. I can't give you different math. The grace and hope and truth that your soul longs for the most is all found in Jesus. You were created to want grace, want truth, and want hope, and it'll all be found in Jesus. In fact, you've been created with such a desire for Jesus that you will be restless until you find him. You'll be restless looking for grace and truth and hope and, and everything and everyone you possibly can, but you'll keep looking and you'll keep looking and you'll keep looking because it'll only be a moment of rest when you find Jesus. Jesus over and over and over again said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So today, this day after Christmas, maybe this is your day to repent and turn to Jesus to receive him, to, to know that he is your full and final and ultimate thrill of hope because the hope in Jesus is not just to hope for something that might happen. It is to hope in something that has happened. The manger has happened. The cross has happened. The empty tomb has happened. Our hope is in Jesus. Stay after Christmas, December 26. One thing is still true. Jesus is still the light of the world. So today and tomorrow and the next day and all the days of your life, keep stepping into the light.